This is the On the Brink podcast. This is the first ever official episode, which I'm so excited about. Um, this has been a plan for a long time, but I just never really got to doing it because um, I was busy and making excuses, basically. So I have to thank the coronavirus for uh, really putting a pause on my life and allowing me to finally do this podcast that I've had the idea for for so long. So it's super exciting. Also a little bit nerve wracking. This is my first podcast ever. I have zero experience doing this. I really, to be honest, don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts. So I've been asking for some suggestions from my friends and trying to figure this whole thing out. But basically, I just just decided to go for it. And um, you'll probably be able to tell this is going to be totally unedited and uh, we're just gonna go for it so yeah so just a little bit of introduction because if you don't know me or if you do know me it's good to just have a little bit of background before we get going so this is the on the brink podcast I'm Emily Brink so it's a play on my last name obviously Um, but I also think it's fitting just generally because we've I feel like we're kind of on the brink like right now first because of the coronavirus but also because just being in our 20s it feels like being on the brink it's this in-between age and I love the word in-between to describe our 20s or my 20s because I feel like it's such an in-between place between um like post-college finding that balance of like not being a student anymore, but still like being independent. And then, you know, we're not to our 30s yet where you feel like you might need to settle down and there feels like more pressure. But there's still a lot of pressure in our 20s. And that's kind of the premise of this whole podcast. It's going to go through topics about living in our 20s in the 2020s. And if I had to give it a subtitle, that would be it. Because, uh, we are in this incredibly difficult time in the 20, like this is 2020, um, and I'm 24 years old, so I'm not quite to 25, but I will be soon. My birthday's in August, and I I don't know. There's a lot of pressure being like halfway through the 20s and hitting this 2020 new decade and just all the pressure that comes along with it. So basically, this podcast will be going through a whole variety of topics, which I'm going to get into eventually. But first, I just want to give you a little background about me. So I said I'm 24 years old. That is true. I am born, I was born and raised in Aurora, Illinois. Woo, Midwest. I, if you know me, you know that I do really actually love the Midwest. I'm not even being sarcastic. I have this like pride for being from Illinois And I don't really care who judges me for that. I live on the East Coast now, so I feel like I am not that biased anymore. I mean, I went out to live on the East Coast. I love the East Coast, too, but it's very different. I mean, I I really do prefer the Midwest. So I'm sure I'll talk about the Midwest a whole ton. Um, 
I love Chicago. Absolutely love Chicago. So I am the oldest of four. I have three younger sisters, which is a lot of fun and also not so fun sometimes. It's definitely a struggle. But uh, I went to private elementary and middle school and then went to did I just say I went to private element? Wow. I went to public elementary and middle school and then went to a private Catholic high school. From there, I went on to Illinois Wesleyan University, where I studied classical vocal performance, which is basically opera. And then I went on to the University of Massachusetts Amherst, aka UMass Amherst, for my master's degree in the exact same thing. So I now have two degrees in vocal performance. And through those six years studying vocal performance, I realized that I'm not really cut out to be making singing my entire living. And so through those years and over time, the whole story, I realized that I like being in charge and I like doing arts administration and event management and arts management. I haven't really figured out the term that I prefer the most. I think I like all of the terms. I think management suits better than administration because a lot of what I do is in management, but it's all kind of the same and it's all um, being in charge. So that's how I ended up with four jobs currently. And I am still singing, but primarily making my living from this management in the arts. And so my path is definitely unusual. A lot of people tell me that, but I absolutely love what I'm doing. So I love to share my story with everyone and share how I got into this because it is quite unusual. And I think um, a lot of artists have unusual paths. So I love hearing about what other people's paths are as well. But basically, I realized at a really young age that I loved singing and I love being in charge. I was pretty bossy growing up. And I people might say I still am a little bit bossy. And that's fair. Um, when I was in seventh grade, I started taking voice lessons. And I, I was in choir before that. I would sing around the house. I would whistle. I was known as the whistler in my family. Ask anyone. I'm sure they remember. It was very annoying for them, I'm sure. And uh, that progressed into singing, and I can't really remember a time that I wasn't performing. I mean, even just around the house. Like, I have been performing for people and just in my house forever and ever. So when I started taking lessons in seventh grade, I initially started singing musical theater, and I thought I was going to be an actress. I, I loved acting. I loved singing. I wanted to do it all, and so I would audition for the plays at school, the musical, and I got in when I was in middle school. And then also in middle school, I came up with this like crazy idea to start a theater company in my neighborhood. And as a seventh grader, I had this idea to like incorporate younger kids than me. So I was like 12 maybe or 13 and I wanted younger kids to be acting. It was kind of a strange idea, but I remember distinctly of how I ended up making this a reality and I had had the idea and I didn't really share it with anyone and I had this friend Claudia who I knew from doing musicals together and I decided to ask her if she wanted to do it with me and so one day we were I 
I'm not making this up. We were roller skating in seventh grade PE class. And I looked at her. I said, hey, I have this crazy idea, but I'm wondering if you want to do it with me. She's like, okay, like, what is it? I said, I want to start a theater company in my neighborhood and like have the show in my basement and basically have rehearsals through the whole summer. I have no idea what this is going to look like, what this would entail, but I want to do it. Are you interested? And she said, yeah, she agreed to my crazy plan without even knowing (laughs) what it would be really. So the first thing, the first show we had happened that next summer and it was very successful and it ended up becoming bigger over time. So we started with maybe like 15 kids between the two of our neighborhoods and then we did it for four years and by the end we had almost 25 and it was a whole production. I mean my mom would paint the sets, my dad created lighting and soundboards for us and I mean it was a huge production but I was in charge. I wasn't the one acting on the stage. I was the one sending emails to parents and putting together rehearsal schedules. And, you know, we were we would block the show together and we we directed it, but we did every component of the show together, me and Claudia. And that's kind of when I realized that I was good at being in charge and I liked doing that. And from there, I I kind of kept doing things like that. So I did the four shows with Claudia, and then after that, I went to college, or I was still in high school at that point, and then when I went to college, I tried to find every opportunity to be in charge, so I eventually became president of my music fraternity, Delta Omicron, woo Dio, yeah, um, and I, yeah, kept doing things, doing leadership roles, and I never looked back. So here I am now working four different jobs and it's great. I mean, I teach voice lessons. I work at a music venue. I manage events at the UMass Fine Arts Center and I sing at a church. So that entails like day or weekly masses and then funerals and weddings. I really do love every job that I have and it gives me such a wide variety of work that I really I'm lucky to be where I'm at. I mean, it was not easy to get here, and I'm going to go into that for sure on another episode, but ever since I finished grad school, I've I've had this thought in my head about how everyone talks about the 20s as, like, being the time of your life. Everyone that I've ever talked to, like, older, older people, family members, friends, they're like, yeah, like, the 20s are just the best, so great. And these are typically people who are, like, well beyond their 20s. I'm not talking, like, people in their 30s because I don't think they'd be saying this. And basically, I've come to realize, especially being almost halfway through my 20s, that it's really not that easy. And navigating these years are actually pretty tough. I think that a lot of people think it's so fun because we can still go out and party and maybe we don't like feel it that much yet or you know we still have the energy and that that's true i i do agree with that but i at the same time i really do think that there's a lot to be said for the 20s being challenging in a lot of ways and i mean that especially because like we're coming off of college most of us and college, I think, is the time of your life. I really do believe that. And I, at least for me, I I had a really, really great experience at Illinois Wesleyan. And then I kind of prolonged that experience to go to UMass. 
So in a sense, I'm pretty lucky because I prolonged this like feeling of, of unrest for a little bit longer. But when you graduate and you're thrown into the real world all of a sudden, it's hard. I mean, if you weren't paying rent, all of a sudden you're paying rent, you're paying bills, you are trying to, you know, buy your own groceries and cook your own food and live on your own and be independent in every sense of the word. And a lot of us depended on our families during college. And a lot of us depended on like some sort of support system during high school, during college. And then all of a sudden what you're like thrown into the real world and they don't really teach you a lot of life skills in high school or college, at least not where I went. I mean, no one taught me how to budget. No one taught me how to pay bills. I mean, it's not that hard, but at the same time, like you have to figure it out and you're also figuring out so many things. I mean, you're trying to find a job after college and you're trying to maybe date or keep up a relationship. I mean, there's all these factors and, um, for me, add in being an artist and trying to make it work as a singer and as a someone who, who wants to do arts administration and management and, you know, trying to navigate all of that at once. I think it's hard and I want to talk about that. And this is the platform that I'm choosing to do that. And I think having these hard conversations and having discussion about a lot of these topics and just being real and and vulnerable about it is great. And that is my goal on this podcast is to bring guests on and to open up a dialogue, not just a one-sided discussion with me or an interview. I I do want to interview people, but at the same time, I want it to be an open discussion and people to be able to freely express their ideas and their opinions. And, um, you know, not everyone's going to agree with me and that's okay, but I do want to talk about these, these things. And some of those things, I've been a little broad, um, talking about this and a little vague. Um, but this includes dating and living life with a roommate, working in the arts, dealing with harassment, especially as a woman living in Western Massachusetts. What is that like? And, um, so many more topics. I mean, I could go on and on. But that's just a preview for now. And I'm going to tell my own crazy stories because if you know me, you know that I have a lot of stories and I like to share them because I talk a lot, if you couldn't already tell. Um, But I am going to interview a lot of my friends and have this discussion with them and family members too to get their relevant perspectives on these issues. And of course, I will I will probably change some names, but I just want you to know that all of the stories are real and I'm not going to change too many details at all if I can help it because I really believe in being as upfront and honest as I possibly can be. And I just want to share these topics that others might not be willing to share. So that is what I intend to use this podcast for. Also, definitely want it to be fun. So I actually want to get started with, by telling a few sneak peeks of some stories that I'm going to share later on on future episodes. And these include a few dating stories. So the first one is um, I was ghosted. I mean, a lot of us have been, unfortunately. Um, but this time I was actually stood up for a second date that was elaborately planned by the guy. And I never heard from him ever again. 
And so I'm going to go into that story because it's a very frustrating one, but also probably pretty relatable for some people. Um, Another story includes being attacked by bees on a bumble date. So giving that one away already, but there's more to the story. So in a future episode, we'll um, disclose these details. So I also worked at a hotel when I was younger. I was the room service person sometimes and a hostess in the restaurant. And I dealt with a crazy person once on a full moon and like, like seriously crazy. And if you don't believe that crazy things happen on full moons, I mean, listen to the story and maybe you will actually change your mind because this one is, is really crazy. And then, like I said, I want to open up tough conversations and that includes like women, women being harassed and how we can handle the harassment and like where the line should be drawn and like what do we do about it like when things happen so I have many many stories but I mean I've been followed in a grocery store I've been approached by older men like in a bar by myself uh even when my friends just left me for like literally a minute So I know we all have these stories. I know women across the board do have these stories and men too. I mean, I'm not trying to discriminate against anyone. Harassment can happen to anyone, but I'm specifically a woman, obviously. So I want to talk about that. And also on the podcast, I want to reminisce on college a little bit. I had an amazing experience going to Illinois Wesleyan, as I've said, and so I want to host some of my old college friends and and just talk about some of our crazy stories, and one experience particularly stands out to me. I was part of our collegiate choir at IWU, and we would tour on, a, on our spring break, and we would go on these tour buses, and one day, it was St. Patrick's Day. And this was like a few years back. And I literally Irish danced on a moving tour bus. So that's quite the experience. But I have like many, many other stories that are more entertaining from that time in my life. So I want to talk about that. And then just like other dating, dating stories and just talking to people about like the online dating culture especially with apps like Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, you know, what do we think of that? And and maybe trying to get not only my perspective on this, but a guy's perspective. And I think that's really important because women are always trying to figure out men on these dating apps in their 20s. I mean, I really haven't figured it out yet and I don't claim to, but I'd like to try. So I think we'll be hosting at least one man, maybe more hopefully more, to share their insights on the online dating culture. And then um, just talking about like anxiety. I personally suffer from anxiety about certain things. It's not like all the time, but I have anxiety and I want to share that. And I think we live in such a fast-paced world and like expectations are just so sky high all the time for us in our 20s. And maybe that's a general statement. I mean, maybe expectations are high for everyone. But I think in the in our 20s, there's this like sense that we need to all of a sudden be great at everything that we do and like find, 
you know, like the most successful job and like be the most successful version of ourselves, like right out of the gate. And so I want to talk about the pressure that we all face because I know that I am not the only one. So just opening up these these discussions and uh, that's just a couple of the sneak peeks. But now I really want to delve into with the last 20 minutes here, delve into the first official topic, which is the coronavirus. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't really get around it. I didn't want to talk about it, but I feel like I cannot ignore this huge thing that's happening. I mean, it's evolving day by day. Probably by the time this even gets posted, there will be more cases and, you know, more things being shut down. But I was trying my best to like ignore it, but I think the world has already changed so drastically in these few weeks that I really just need to bring it up. And we all know normal life has been disrupted like it's never been before, and people are really struggling. Personally, I lost all of my jobs except for really two of them, and even then they were cut significantly, at least one of them. So, and I have four jobs, like we've talked about this. So it's tough. I mean, I am trying to teach some remote voice lessons. I'm trying to do some remote work from Illinois, but it's hard and anxiety and tensions are running high. I'm currently living in Illinois and I really live out in Western Mass, but I was taking like a mini spring break when this all went down and I had joked about getting stuck in Chicago but it's not really a joke anymore. Like I'm, I'm here for the time being and I'm not really going anywhere because I'm not going to risk getting on a plane and, you know, infecting people or getting infected. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sick, but you don't know, you don't know if you carry this. So that's the scary part. But here I am, I'm in Illinois. My life has completely changed. Most of my friends' lives have changed too. And I'm trying to keep up with the news a little bit here and there, trying to stay updated. I really like being in control. I love knowing everything. So I want to stay updated, but I know that like pretty much everything on the news right now is negative. So it's not the best idea to look at articles and read information 24 hours a day. So I try to stay away from it. Um, But honestly, like the news saying that this might have to go on for another year or year and a half until a vaccine comes out that's what's scariest to me. Like the timing of this is so scary. And I think everyone relates to that not knowing. I mean, it's like the unknown is the scariest part about everything. But let's not worry about that right now. Um, I think it's funny, actually, like these new terms have come out of the woodwork, like social distancing and quarantining. And like all of a sudden those those terms are just the norm. And it's funny to think like how quickly our lives could just be upturned. And I didn't ever really think that this could happen. I don't think anyone did. But, you know, this is the life we live in now and probably will be for a little bit longer or a lot longer. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to remind myself that this is only temporary. I mean, even if it were to go on for a year, it's still highly temporary and we will go back to normal. I do have faith that that life will be normal again. And I think when it is, when it does go back to normal, it'll be even better. And that's kind of the premise of this whole episode, actually, or this part of the episode. I want to talk about all the positives 
of the coronavirus, which seems kind of silly because it's a mostly negative virus. And I don't want to downplay how terrible the virus is. I really don't. I know that people are dying. Personally, I don't know anyone yet that's diagnosed, but I know that that's the next thing that will happen. I know that I'm going to, you know, know someone who has the virus or or maybe dies from it. And I hope that's not the case, but I am not trying to downplay that at all. So just as you're listening to this, I'm not forgetting how negative and how horrible this disease is, but at the same time, we have to find the silver lining, right? And I want to just say, like, I am very thankful for my health. I am very thankful for being home with family during this. And as much as I complain and as hard as this is, like, I am very grateful to be where I'm at. And I just want to say also that we need to stay home. So if staying home can prevent this from spreading and from getting worse, like, let's all do that. How hard is it? I mean, you could still order groceries. You can still order food. You can go out in your car and go through a drive through And so by staying home, I mean, like, don't go into a public space. I think that drive throughs are probably fine. But we need to stay home. So practice that social distancing. Use that term. I don't really care. But do it. Don't just don't just say it actually practice it and um, like really stick to it. Because if we can just not go to Target for a couple weeks or not go to the grocery store in person, don't. I mean, if you can help it, don't do it. So let's all do our part to keep each other healthy and not spread this any longer than we need to. Because personally, I would rather be done with this sooner rather than later. And I don't want to prolong it any more than we have to. So for all of you stubborn people who are still going out, and especially in other states that don't have as strict guidelines, like Illinois and Massachusetts now are pretty strict. But if you live in one of those states where bars are still open or whatever is still open, like, that is so stupid. Like, do not go out. Please don't go out. I'm I'm really asking you. Um... But anyway, like I said, I happen to be home for this like mini spring break when the virus escalated. So I do get to be home and now going into all the positives. Okay, so we're switching gears here. All positive from here on out. So being home means being with my family, means being with my dog, Remy. If you know me, you know that I love my dog. If you're on my Instagram You've seen my dog because I post about him all the time. I love him so much. He's a little golden doodle. He's not little at all, actually, but he's so cute. And being home means time with him. Being home also means getting to spend time with my family. Like I said, my sister Nora plays cello, so we've been getting to collaborate a little bit. And we don't normally get to do that because I live in Massachusetts. So getting to do some fun musical collaborations is always a fun time. Um, another thing. So I had been working seven days a week some days and I really never got a weekend off. I was actually complaining a little bit about having to work like Friday and Saturday nights. It was it was wearing on me for sure. Now I have every day off almost. I have so much free time as we all seem to. And I know that these are two extremes, but And like, I could look at that as a negative, but I think that having the free time really allowed me to be more creative. I've come up with so many projects. I 
obviously came up with this podcast and or I mean, I already had the idea, but here it is. It's actually happening. And I think that like being busy sometimes limits our creativity and our freedom because we think we just don't have the time to let our minds go there. But this pandemic has really spurred me to action here. So, you know, another thing that I wanted to do was start a music series online. And I'm only putting that on hold for right now because so many other people are doing that. And also because I want to focus on the podcast. But yeah, so much creativity is coming out of this, which is great. And I love seeing other people's creativity too. It's so amazing. And I was also sort of missing being busy from being a student. So I graduated last May and I never really, like after I graduated, I was so burnt out of school that I didn't want to do anything remotely close to school. And, but now I was kind of feeling like I miss school. I never thought I would really say that, but I do miss school and having this project kind of feels like school to me. And so that's great too. And maybe being busy like wasn't actually the excuse. Maybe I just wasn't allowing myself to really go forward. I mean, it was it was sort of just using it as an excuse, but also being lazy and and other things. So yay coronavirus letting me not make excuses for myself. Okay, moving on. So I think also we've come to realize the importance of supporting local because right now the chains don't really need our help as much as like the local independent stores. So I'm talking like cafes, restaurants, bookstores, um, anywhere really. So if you can do like a curbside pickup, me and my sisters have been doing that this week a lot. And we found some new coffee places that are open that are great. We just do like a curbside pickup and you know, you're supporting them. And a lot of them are struggling right now and they're offering discounts. So why not take advantage of that? Order lunch, order dinner, get some coffee. And you don't even have to interact with anyone, but you're helping them out. So do it if you can. Also, more time means more time for other things like baking and cooking. And I like made dinner for my family the other night and that was fun. And it, you know, takes up time. It's also just kind of relaxing too, if that's relaxing for you. I don't know. But for me, it was. So trying to like learn new skills that maybe you put on the back burner, also perfect time for that. Also want to shout out the internet because I am so thankful that we live in a time where internet is, is working and it's great. At least for me, I'm very grateful for that. I'm trying to limit my use of the internet because it's also it can be too much but I think that we are very lucky to live in a world where we can do so much I mean these like platforms for video chatting are amazing like zoom is just blowing up and you know I've used FaceTime and Google Hangouts and Skype and Zoom and and it's so fun it's like really cool to use all these different platforms and in that same vein, um, being able to catch up with friends through those platforms. And, you know, many of us, again, like the excuse that we're too busy to catch up with each other. And I'm not being snarky. I'm being realistic because I know that, you know, I am guilty of of just saying, like, I'm really busy. Because even when I come home, like, let's say I have free time, 
I'm exhausted after a 10-hour day of work. So now I'm, I'm not tired because I'm getting to sleep in. I'm doing all these things, um, have all this extra time. So it's given me the chance to really like step back and examine relationships that I just haven't made the time for, but now I can. So I have caught up with so many more friends in the last two weeks than I have in so long. And it's just been so nice and so refreshing. And we're all able to like catch each other up on our lives. And I'm really grateful for that time. So that is good. Another thing is um just like music and the arts being so promoted. And I mean, it's tough because a lot of artists are the ones who are struggling the most. And at the end of this, I want to give a couple um, or at least one way that you can donate to these artists, especially freelancers who are really struggling. I think they're getting hit the hardest along with like restaurant workers and all of these hourly people who suddenly are out of out of work. And I feel you. I'm in the same boat. But um, but the one positive that has come out is that people are realizing how much music means to them. I mean, we still have music. You can still put on your Spotify. You can still um, listen to a live stream of your band. And artists are are finding ways to make their music accessible to everyone. And that's so awesome. I mean, musicians who you might have to pay you know, hundreds of dollars to see them in concert are now posting so often. And it's just awesome. And even the like unknown artists are maybe able to share their music to more people during this time too. So it's just like all really, really cool. And visual art too. I mean, it's like all forms of art. I don't want to be discriminatory, but just artists in general. Okay. Um, okay. Another thing, gyms have closed as, I mean, I, I go to Planet Fitness and they closed, everyone closed, but fitness classes are being offered for free online. And I was already doing like these online Pilates classes, but like through YouTube, but now I have so many options. I have like core power yoga has, is putting up videos and all sorts like Planet Fitness is sending out these free videos too. So it's really cool. I mean, you could do a live class. You can do a video. You, you There's so many ways. So no excuse to not be fit during this time. And actually, I have found the time to stay more active than ever, which is surprising because if you know me, you know I don't really love exercising. But I've been like running a whole lot and just going outside any opportunity that I get. And that's another thing coming out of the coronavirus is that I think I'm really appreciating how much I love going outside. I never really considered myself like an outdoorsy sort of gal, but the coronavirus has shown me that I hate being cooped up inside. If it's a nice day, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go for a run. I had bought rollerblades right before coming out here, and I would love to go rollerblading on the trail again. And um, being cooped up inside when it's cold and rainy is no fun. And so I'm really realizing how much I appreciate being able to go outside and just sunny days. I mean, I think we all relate to feeling better when the sun is out. I know that I get pretty grumpy if there's too many rainy and gray days, or even just like a cloudy day with no rain. It just is like kind of blah. So I definitely appreciate the sun. 
And I also can't wait to go back to Massachusetts when it warms up a little bit more so I can go hiking and go on the trail again. I mean, I really, really, truly am appreciating these things so much more. Another thing coming out of this is people helping each other. I mean, I think that we're all kind of banding together because we know that we're in it together. This is like a universal experience and not just like in the United States, but globally, which is crazy. I don't know of anything else in my life that has been has had such a global impact. So watching people come together is really cool. And one example, I want to shout out my cousins, my uncle. Um, works in the produce industry and they put together bags of produce and they went and they put them on the doorsteps of their neighbor's houses and like rang the doorbell and ran away and it was so cute I mean they put this like TikTok video together and it was really really heartwarming and I just love that people are coming together during this hard time um other things like museums and other places are are doing online tours so you can access uh, videos of, you know, places that you might not get to experience otherwise. So that's cool. Um, For religious people, churches are streaming their services and their masses. And even though we can't go to church in person, which I know is hurting a lot of people, we can still, you know, gather together in our homes to watch these live streamed videos or watch them later. I mean, that's the the beauty of of the internet. So that's great. Um, Another personal cool thing coming out of the coronavirus is that my grandpa created a family blog, and he wants us to blog whenever we feel like it or whenever we have an update, and so that he can save them. It's like through a Google Doc, And so he's saving them each week and then he's going to compile them and like maybe print them out and then we can save them for like many, many years down the road when we're looking back at this time and we're like, what were we doing? Well, we can look back at the blog. So I think that's pretty cool um, to look to look back at this and have like a paper trail. Um, Okay, what else? Um, Just valuing my health and the safety and health of others, being really aware like this awareness is coming out of the coronavirus. Also, not taking toilet paper for granted because like, first of all, why are people buying up the toilet paper? Don't understand that. I don't think I will. But um, yeah, we, we need it. So taking that for granted, not going to do that anymore. Um, also, hand washing will never be the same. <laughs> like all these songs that come out like, oh, you need this many seconds of washing your hands. So I, I will always remember that. And realizing just how social we are as humans and and how hard it is to not be able to see your friends in person. I think appreciating all this human interaction, especially even more when it's over. And um, yeah, something funny too that I've realized, (laughs) talking about dating especially, if you are being ghosted during the coronavirus, he wasn't into you, he's not interested in you, and it's not worth it. So get over it. And um. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean because I've been there. So I just want to tell all the ladies out there that if you're being ghosted now, like don't take it too seriously. It's, you know, if anything, you're you're dodging a bullet. So just be grateful for that. And um, yeah, I just think perspective in this pandemic is huge. Like one word that just always sticks out to me lately is is the word perspective, because I think everything 
is put it like this whole pandemic has put things in perspective. It's changing perspectives. Um, What we value in life is coming to the forefront. Who's essential during a crisis? Who can afford to stay home? Who do we need? Who we not need? Um, And just having respect for like every single person's job, whether you work at a grocery store, in a restaurant, whether you work for a huge corporation, it doesn't really matter. We all matter. And um, that's very evident, especially now. And I think people's opinions and perspectives are just changing. And I think truly we will be better off for it when this is all said and done. So I said I wanted to give a resource for artists and those who are struggling. So the Artist Relief Tree, which is artistrelieftree.com, will help freelance artists. I saw that they're giving out $250 until they run out of funds to each individual person. And that doesn't seem like a lot, but trust me, I mean, that would even help me. So just saying, like, if you have any money to give, like, please, please um, consider going on to the artistrelieftree.com. And also just another note, it's okay to not be so productive during the pandemic. I've been saying like, oh, it's so creative. It's a time for creativity and it's a time for this and that. But also it's okay to have a hard time. It's okay to be anxious and struggle and cry through this. We all are having our moments and we need to find ways to channel that. But it's okay to not be at your peak right now. It, it really is. And we all need to remember that to stick together and to be kind to one another. I think we all need to remember that and um, just be kind. So I'm going to end this podcast with a blurb that I found on Instagram from Laura Kelly Fanucci. She says, when this is over, may we never again take for granted a handshake with a stranger, full shelves at the store, conversations with neighbors, a crowded theater, Friday night out, the taste of communion, a routine checkup, the school rush each morning, coffee with a friend, the stadium roaring, each deep breath, a boring Tuesday, life itself. When this ends, may we find that we have become more like the people we wanted to be, we were called to be, we hoped to be, and may we stay that way, better for each other because of the worst. And uh, I just think that sums up a lot of things really, really well. So take care of yourselves. Stay healthy during this craziness and tune in next week. I will be talking about online dating and I will see you all then.